Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Premier View Podcast, episode number 107. It's quarter-final weekend in the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship and I'm joined by the lads here to preview a massive game between Tipperary and Galway. But first, we'll look at Tipperary's historic win over Offaly and what, lads, really was, I suppose, something that we can't really read too much into. Sean, we'll go to you first for, for your thoughts on what was, you know, seven a seven-goal Tipperary win. It was, like, like there's lads in Premier View, they're the week fourth, there's lads saying win by 20 people saying to kind of calm down like, you know, like the intensity of the Munch Championship, we just went into that game and cast it, just go out and just win it, but it didn't stop. Like, the foot was not off the gas, and like, off they were just off. Like, there's no two ways about it. Like, like, it's hard to know whether that game kind of killed us down a bit or helped us a bit for teams maybe that are sitting there for three or four week break, but it's hard to know. Like, you could see Jason Four back in the field, you know, get 2 11, Marco 3 3, but like, to be honest, like, you could have put out fifth or second team here in South and Crowley beat as well. Like, there's no two ways around. Just, it's just it's a wonder. Fourth or fifth team, I'd actually say, down as, yeah. down as far as to be honest, like, because it was such a beating. Like, yeah, it was just, just, but like, where's the, like, at least got lads back on the field recently. It's getting lads playing. They probably hadn't played a few games. 
And wing comprehensive, like, you know, if we just won by three or four points and we'd be sitting here today going, Jesus Christ, but like, job was done without there. Like, kind of do all the Kenny teams there for years ago, and that one just hammer teams. Like, you know, I know. It was a nuisance of a game, though, wasn't it, lads? So it was it's a nuisance of Yeah, just finished off. The weather was off. Was just yeah. in the way, but it's getting ones in play, and you can't take that over, to be honest, but rather than lads getting games, that was it. Stephen, like, uh, again, you know, it's, it's, it's a short turnaround all the same now, Saturday to Saturday, like, you know. Yeah, I suppose what um the, the only thing I take from the game, two things. It got lads back on the field, but it also showed, uh, for want of a better word, the professionalism. They look, as you said there, it could have been the fifth best team in Tipperary, could have t- took the field against Offaly and they probably would have won the game. But the boys now are playing for position this weekend. And if you're going to just go out and go through the motions last week, you probably wouldn't be considered this weekend. So you know, they showed a good professionalism. Jason Ford's on the field. He looked, you know, he looked sharp. He looked hungry. I know people say it is very easy to look sharp against Offaly. I could have done, I could have looked sharp myself maybe, but <laughs> look, they were, they had a job to do. They they went out to do, if they played in third gear and we only wouldn't be 10 points or something, you know, you'd have question marks and all this, but you know, they had a job to do. They went out and did it properly. And I suppose that's that's the positives. That's the real good stuff I take from the weekend, heading into this weekend. And it's nice to shake off a few cobwebs now leading into into the Galway game. Colin, a dose of realism, please. Conceding three eighteen <laughs> against Offaly, and you know also that that backline still looks a bit vulnerable. I know there was a, a Johnny Murphy special in there as well, but um, big score to be conceding nonetheless. Yeah, big score to be conceding, Kevin, I suppose. The only thing I'd say about that, though, is like the game was over after 10 minutes. Literally, it was over after 10 minutes. So, like, it's very hard for a team when there's nothing really at stake anymore. Like, our lads absolutely busting themselves to win the next ball. Our lads throwing themselves at everything to win the next ball. If the game was tighter, we probably would have conceded less. I, I, I just felt that it became just a, a kind of a lackadaisical challenge match for a lot of the game. You know, so... And two of the two of the three goals came from freeze, don't forget as well. You know, and I know like one of them certainly the penalty I thought was a Johnny Murphy special. I, I I'm not sure if that's a penalty. You know, something similar happened to Jake Morris in the second half and no penalty given. And you usually find in the latter stage of the championship that those penalties aren't given. So, you know, two of them were for place balls. You know, maybe there's a question mark about whether our goalie could have stopped one of them. I'd be interested to hear particularly Stephen's take on that. I, I thought maybe there he could have, but there was a few things just like maybe he mentioned, like I went there thinking it's the aptitude and sort of the attitude that I was looking to see. What was that like? And to be fair, it was spot on right from the very first minute, right actually from the warm up. They looked up for it. They looked ravenous. They, they weren't taking this game lightly at all. And they went around, went about their business in, in a really good way. And like, you know, you have to pay tribute to Seamus Callan as well. It was his 40th championship goal, I think Kevin last Saturday evening. Like that's, a record total for, for for any player in championship hurling. Like so, you know, I I just like to mark sort of mark that event and mention it. You know, fair play to Shami. He has been an all time great for Chip. Now he's on the goal since two thousand eight with us, and you know, I thought it was one of the biggest cheers of the day was when he got that goal. Um, as a supporter, look, like you have to kind of you have to take a bit of joy when we win. Like so. We went up there, we, we beat who, who the lads tell me are noisy neighbours. I don't know anything about Offaly or, or how noisy they are, but 
those North Tip boys tell me that they're quite noisy. We put them back in their box. We scored a record championship score of 738. So, you know, they're all good things to take from it. I take your point completely about the 318, but it just kind of galls me at times, Kevin, that, you know, the minute the game was over, it wasn't like, it wasn't even five minutes of well done from people. It was like, oh, geez, we can see the 318 or we didn't do this and we didn't do that. Like, I don't know are people ever happy, you know. Um, so, look at, it is what it is now. Obviously, next, like that game is put to bed and next Saturday, you know, completely new ball game. Yeah, definitely. And I think along with, you know, tip scoring performance, maybe, you know, Craig Moran going off. I know it's kind of not as bad as first feared, but I think it was good to get a run into him. But I think maybe again, a week, week-long break in the championship would be a lot to ask, Stephen, if, you know, to for him to turn around and maybe start again. Yeah, especially after such a, uh, a serious and long injury. And look, I suppose if, if I, from the immediate selfish point of view, let's call it, we'd love to see him on the field next week. But we also want to have Craig Morgan on our team for the next 10 years. So we don't, you know, I know the, the medical team and all that and they're top class and they'll, they'll know best how, how to go about their business. You know, but when we as fans were itching to see him back on the field because what we seen last year was like, you know, he was one of the he was one of the, the positives of last year. We know he's an excellent hurler. We know he's going to make a massive contribution to tip so we uh for the next few years. So we don't want to flog him after such a bad injury. A lot of lads don't come back after these type of injuries, you know, they don't come back to the their old self. So look as much as we, maybe coming on to help see out a game or you know manage correctly, he probably won't see a whole heap. You know, because you'd probably be expecting now this this um this weekend now to be as as hot as that we've seen so far this year, um from a tip perspective. So, look, I suppose Craig Morgan is long term. We, you know, we have lads there that are fully fit that they have all the games under their belt. So, you know, medical the medical team would probably say, look, he might not be ready for it. especially. Look, I, I although he came off last week with what we thought was a serious. Injury, it's not as serious, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be tempting fate here. So, you know, I, I I'd be surprised to see him start next week or this weekend. If he does, brilliant, great, because he's a fantastic hurler and he'll hold his own against anyone. But um, I I, I reckon it'll be a toss up now between Johnny Ryan or, or um, uh, say his name for me, Conley. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, this weekend that was done well. You know, come. again. The last hard, very hard to judge, and I suppose look, I, I take Colin's point there that you can't be too negative. I just, I'm delighted that Tip got a got a bounce after the Waterford game. You know, I, I just hope that they're yeah. going to that they're going to raise it again. And I yeah. know that. They, yeah, I would be overly worried about the scores conceded because, as Colin said, the game was over after ten minutes. So the same, the same intense, like as I said. For me, it was a professional job done, but the same intensity, same championship intensity, is not there. It is not was never going to be there, no matter how hard they tried. You know, like they, it's it became a training set, a high a high intensity training session. That wasn't a championship match. You know, it does headline the championship match. But like, if we're honest, that game should never have should never have been taking place and it might sound controversial but just to be a hurling snob if you're not beating Carlo in the Joe McDonough Cup you should not be playing the third round of the, uh, the third place team in Munster 
you know, and uh, that's even even to look at the lads man for man, it looked like a, a senior against under 20 team. You know, they just they weren't even physically at the races, never mind you never never mind on the scoreboard or anything like that. But but I wouldn't know I wouldn't worry too much about the scores conceded. Um you know it's this week is when we'll have to worry about the scores conceded and I, I, I think we'll be a little bit more sharper this weekend. Sean, so, I suppose before we leave the preliminary quarters and I suppose you'll probably agree like not all championships or not all provisional championships are created equally and you know you have the third place Leinster, Leinster team Dublin and Carlo having a much more even game which you know was back and forth Carlo well in that game for a while is there a case maybe for again they'd hate this in Leinster especially if Galway come out and beat Tip and if Dubs cause a shock against Clare but like you just have the Joe McDonough's winners going through to play the third Leinster team every year now and look Munster you're more battle hard and you, you get the, the benefit maybe of being put straight through to a quarter final or something like that. Yeah, like Cork Law must be watching that match last game going, what the fuck? Like, you know, how are we not playing? Um something has to be looked at again, it's about promoting the game, but there's the level is so far off. Like Dublin, to be fair, only pulled away in the end, like because they kind of fallen out here on Twitter there. And it's a few points and, and goals they got at the end, but they weren't pulling away like Tip did in the first half and game was over. Like Carlo were thereabouts, but Dublin always had it. But you say, like, you lose joint on a cup and your reward is to play a third place once team, like Cork and Walford are sitting there. Like, you know, it's something has to give there. Like, but we see this again, like, if we can get a good win over Galway and if Clare can get a good win over Dublin, like, that could say, like, you know, there's the writing on the paper. Like, that's the way it needs to be looked at. But something has to give because, again, that game last week, like, you only got maybe injuries out of it. And, like, Craig Warren come back from a crucial injury. There's always that fear of a hamstring after a crucial. It's a guarantee if you go back to the record books there, lads that come from a crucial, they'll do some of the hamstring in the following game. It's known, like, it's just that's the way it is. Like, so it's not too bad by our course, but still, yes, yeah, you know, critical maybe you could have whipped them off a couple of minutes before that, but uh... yeah, but then you want to get game time into them, and again, that you know, it could kind of be a leisure more than normal, but I doubt we'll see in this again, but you never know. Yeah, absolutely right, lads. Um, different kettle of fish this weekend. Needless to say, we're in a double header. Player versus Dublin is the warm up act. Um, won't get predictions on that yet, but I suppose we had the trilogy against Galway 15, 16, 17. A lot of those players still involved. Um, next next Saturday, you think some some shape some shape or form? Jesus, going to be white hot, isn't it? I can really see this one kind of get getting going. It's going to be a cracker of a game. I don't think we can we can like. Can you do what God did in the first 10 minutes since the final year? Let him out of the blocks, went six, seven points up there. Like Connor Whelan, there wasn't lad. I don't know whether Brian Lowe picked was Mark Connor Whelan because it was fucking scandalous. Like, you know, he was getting free from the park, but the ball into him was the exception as well. This thing, like, but still, he got one seven from play. Like, he knew where the ball was going, it was going to Connor Whelan, like, and they still couldn't hold him out. But then again, they were eight points down, went two up, ten points swing. What's that show in Kenny like? So, yeah, I think after a matchup right on your first thing. They're so hot and cold, aren't they? That's Galway. Yeah, you just don't know. Like Galway could be br- like they could be brutal, but come out against Tip, and then they'll be they could be amazing. You know what I mean? And then they could be they in a run of farm where you think these these they're going to win an All Ireland here, and then they could absolute tank. Like you know, it's. It's a hard one, you know. It's as I said, Galway are so unpredictable that you just don't know what's going to happen Sunday. 
I think if we take care of our own business, as Sean said, and get the matchups right, I'd be confident of Tip getting through this. But as I said, as Sean said, you can't leave him get ahead of steam. You can't leave him get... Because I, I think at this level, at this late stage of the year, if you're letting teams get six, seven, eight points on you, you know, you're going to find it extremely difficult to, to claw that back now because we're in the... We're in, the, we're in the business end now, you know, like there's not the old, I'll probably put disrespect on the Leinster final there, but the two teams only dodged along through Leinster, you know, had a little duke out in the Leinster final. um, and, But, but they, but reality is they didn't need to be ready until now, you know, and that's, um, I, I, I believe could come back to haunt them a small bit. As I said, Tip will be battle hardened after the Monster Championship. Will Galway be battle hardened for the last for those last ten minutes? You see how tired both teams got in the Leinster final, and you know not so much the kick, the world of a kick straight to straight to Gillian Buckley, but the defensive play just before us, where as McNerney had the ball, and he turned to face his keeper, took a touch on the hurley, turned back out the field, and still couldn't get a shot away, uh, the strike away. You know, if he'd lifted that ball and struck it, game over, Galway win the game. You know, silly decisions so late in the game because because they weren't battle hard and ready for that Leinster final. You know, and I, I think that that's where Tip could hopefully. But that's it. Come I mean, about stopping Galway with a you know getting a fast start. Surely Tipperary have to be looking to get out the blocks and really like there's a lot of fragile confidence. You think there now? You know, that's their yeah. last play. That's their last act from the last game. So they they didn't have a game to get that a soft game to get that out of their system. I think, no, Chip, we, I think, yeah, I think, sorry, go ahead, yeah, yeah, Stephen, I, like, I'm, I'm actually completely agreeing with what you're saying there. Like, I think if you, if you look at Tip and Galway getting to their top level from what we've seen this year, I think Tip will win. All things being equal there, you know, so like Tip have went to Cork and drew, drew at the All-Ireland Champions, beat Clare, who are, you know, everybody's dark horse now for the All-Ireland Okay, had a you know had a had a bad day against Waterford, which we've been we've been through, and then blew awfully away last week. You know, Galway have probably hurled two good halves throughout the whole Leinster Championship. You know, so if you're to take it like that, it, it lines up as a tip win. Now James Skehill probably won't thank me for saying that, and it'll give him another opportunity to tell the whole world how much everybody, including himself and Galway, hates tip, which is you know. But that's fine. I mean, like we've we played them thirty-one times in Championship Hurling. We've won twenty-two. They've won nine. If we had a record of twenty-two nine against the county, I'd probably hate that county as well. So you know, that that poor mouth that that he's putting on and that mm-hmm. two chips he had on his shoulder are, are very easily explained when you look at those statistics. You know, so all things being equal, Kevin, I think if if we go about our business, the lad said, if we get our matchups right, there's no reason why why we can't win this one. And, and, and just to finish, last point I'd make, I saw somebody say today, against Lee McCarthy teams in our last 10 games, we've won once. We need this. Yeah. We, we, like, we need a statement win on Sunday, I think, now. You know, um, so, you know, there's a bit of, bit of pressure maybe on, on, on Liam and the boys to, you know, yeah, to do that. Yeah, I think that. that's regardless, would you say, if we win on Saturday, it's been a good year. Like, it's been an acceptable kind of year. Oh, definitely progress. I, I know I said, no, I have to be disgusted. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Like, and what we've given him Munster by the Wolf game for beating the Scotty, like barely. 
I think yeah. I pay some well, I've got to show like as in they didn't like them showing it as it, the two good yeah. halves Ireland like partner around like you know they, they missed the ball in the corner they couldn't pick a ball up in the corner flag or someone hadn't been clever enough to stand on the ball or even kick over the end line or foul the ball the game was over like like game management there was awful like Derek no more centimetres yeah it's a and, 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 sorry Steve go ahead that's the point I, I, I was trying to make, uh, Sean. Because they had so many easy easy games in Leinster, when they had to make a tough decision under duress, tired, they couldn't make the most basic decision. Kick the ball out for a sideline. Kick it out for 65. Put the ball in the hand and, and, and take 40 <laughs> steps. Like, you know, yeah. the, like, you know, like, these things, everyone gets tired as well, but when you're battle-hardened, you you make the right decisions because it's it's what you're doing constantly, consistently, you know. And and I think that's this this could like the the easy passage through um the Leinster Championship for for both teams. This could come back to haunt them in in the in the All Ireland quarterfinals and semifinals for Kilkenny. I think with Tip, that we have a lot of uh worry worrisome uh fear of, of lack of pace in certain areas but up top we're electric you know we've pace we've power Jason Ford back because he's 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 motoring around the park we could if we can get ahead of steam early lads um Galway could win well yeah, yeah you know and yeah. look I know it was against Offley but when when he's hitting his angles when he's hitting his shots like that you'd be kind of thinking you need to start hit, uh, shooting more, like you know, because it's 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 another weapon, you know, and and like up top, I think from from our perspective is where is where obviously the obvious choice to score more, like, but where we can really hurt Galway is that is the pace, is the pace and directness that um, Liam Cal brings to, brings to the team anyway. Galway don't strike me as a particularly pacey team anyway, lads. From what I've seen of them this year, you know, so. You know, like it goes back to you know what I said. Maybe a lot of their players are around since 2015 under Mio Donahue as well. Like you know, so that they're more they were like the the prototype limit back then, weren't they? Like kind of big and powerful, and they haven't got any faster since then. So a lot of them. Yeah, and you know, like Limerick, like Limerick didn't exactly race through us either. Like you know, we we batted down the hatches for Limerick, and you know, and like even in the the game that shan't be mentioned anymore against Waterford. Like, you know, Waterford didn't really look like opening us up a load of times or anything like that. It wasn't pace that beat us against Waterford particularly. You know, it was just a kind of a systems malfunction or whatever you want to call it. And actually, the, the more I look at the Waterford game as well, the, the team that took the field last Saturday, regardless of who the opposition was, was just a way better team. It had much better, the, you know, every line in the field was stronger last Saturday to me, regardless of, of who we were playing. And, you know, it might be just coming right for Liam on, on Saturday that he'll pretty much, you know, from what we can hear, notwithstanding Craig Morgan going off on Saturday, pretty much have a full deck to play from, you know, so or to pick from, sorry. So, you know, he'll be as close to a starting 15 now as he's been all year. So I think that's a positive as well. Yeah, and that guy's just on that, you know, I suppose there's a couple of question marks on Reece Shelley, whether, you know, after the Waterford game, whether he kind of changed, changed goal again. I think Reese probably has it. The, the jersey for the rest of the campaign now. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's Shelley at the moment, honey. Yeah, definitely. There's no. I will say that, like you know, every game, Cal has sprung some sort of lineup surprise. I think we haven't guessed the lineup right 
once, once you know that. Which I think no one has to say. Yeah, there's always been something in there saying, "Oh, geez, that's a bit of a pullback." I suppose you'd have Breen in there with a combination. Maybe a, we'll leave Morgan on the line. Yeah, Barrett probably. Barrett back in. Barrett yeah. in, yeah. Back in half some combination of Ronan, Dan, McCormick, Mara. Yeah, it depends Probably. on. We Seamus Kenny drop back to mark yeah. someone as well. You know that. Can can you come in on there from corner back, corner forward? Like this tough on you, tough on yeah. Connolly if he gets dropped. That's wouldn't it? You know he hasn't done a whole lot wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fairness, yeah. I wouldn't see that decision as an easy target. I'd see that decision if he is dropped. It's simply because the lad that came in is doing slightly yeah. better in training. I think as as we alluded to there, we haven't picked. We haven't been able to pick a team the previous to, to the next game start because you just don't know what's happening, and which I think is great. You know, if we knew our fifth, first 15, bar they all playing exceptionally well, that means there's no competition from the, the bench, you know, and we want competition from the bench. So when a lad is starting that we, or when a lad is, I, I won't call it dropped. Drop sounds like a person done wrong. But if someone gets a, a surprise start, you'd be thinking that's literally coming from what's been done on the training field. And I, I don't think you can ask for any more than that. And to yeah, be fair, Stephen, I, I, I thought two two players came in last Saturday. I thought Johnny, Johnny Ryan did well when he came in. He, he has the kind of a, it's kind of a young Carl Barrett look about him. You know, he's kind of tigerish and just gets on with it. And he's, he doesn't matter who, who he's marking or what size of a lad he's marking. He just gets stuck in. And John McGrath, you know, again, look, I know you're going to throw the opposition at me and, the, you know who they were playing but he came in he got a goal he set up a goal you know not a bad man to have coming back into a bit of form maybe now fitness coming coming right you know mightn't start the game but you'd be you wouldn't you know you wouldn't mind seeing John McGrath come in with 15 minutes to go lads would you you know he'd be oh, oh, fair no. detail to come in like so again I take that, that as a positive yeah you do need that Kevin so I take that again as a positive from from, from last Saturday you know to see those two lads come in and obviously Gerard O'Connor is, is 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 you know rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated and he looks like he's he's back fit as well so you know again another option he's a ball winner he's good on the freeze you know so again giving you another selection dilemma as you go through the rest of the team as, as to what it'll be you know and I think that's maybe the question there that you drop again drop is the wrong word but the holes Shamey Callan and like Bonner's there as well who didn't feature last Saturday you think as well for more of an impact role. Yeah, I, t- I I think Shane will be held. I think he'll be held. I'm not going to use the word dropped. I think he'll be held, and I think you will see him on the. You will you will see. I like John McGrath as well. I think you will see both players on the field on the field of play at some stage. Um, I I just I just think uh the the lads they'll go with he'll want to he'll want to go for the juggler straight off the bat like you know hard running high intensity direct and um. You know, I, I if you're going to put Jamie in that situation from the get go, you know, you like look. We're at, we have to be honest. He's in, in the wrong side of, the, of 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 thirty, like you know, and the the same energy and intensity is not there as it was a couple of years ago. But if you're bringing him off the bench with fifteen twenty to go, you know, when when the intensity is not as high, like you know, he's the championship top scorer ever from play. You know, if you're if you're a full back there and you're kind of tired leading into the last fifteen minutes, you don't you do not want to see him coming near you. 
Absolutely. And as I said, like, you know, one of the strong points of this chip air regime is the is the strength and depth in the forward line, you know. So it's just looking at the the list of players there. I don't think we mentioned Connor Bow as well. I don't know availability wise for him. Um Gerard O'Connor has another week's training, hopefully done. So definitely an option. John McGrath had in Mark Hill, obviously his confidence must be sky high. So he's um, nailed down as well. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry. Sorry, just saying there, um, one that I, I'd like to see starting is Bonner centre forward because he just annoyed Galway. Like, they've lad trying to take time the ball and Bonner being their face. Like, just, that's what I think you could st- I'd start, man, just to get into Galway's face. It's no, that's what he does. He runs it down. Sean, I think, like, you know, again, that he didn't feature at all last week and that Jamie was maybe left on that little bit longer than you might expect if he was going to start. Mm. You know, as I said, a lot of the starties this week, so maybe I'm reading way too much into into that there, but I think you could be right with that. Like, we'll see in the next day or so when the lineups come out. And um, midfield-wise, probably Noel Tynan, that would be probably... Noel Tynan, Connor Stakel would be... Connor wing forward or is Noel wing... Around the middle somewhere, yeah. Three of them. Like if we some kind of peak there, do we say there's lads off the bench could spring in there? That could make like if you're starting, say Bonner, could like John McGrath and Shane McCann off the bench come in like like they're game winners like right way you look at. Absolutely. Predictions, lads. First, we'll go with the warm up act. The All Ireland champions elect Clare versus the Dubs. And you see a shock here before I ask you for your predictions. No, I don't see no. a shock. I don't see a shock here at all. I think the only shock would be if having all the given out we've done about Leinster hurling all the year, if any of us actually went for um, Dublin to be Clare. Well, and as I said, I've got a couple of good friends in Dublin who, who eagerly listen to this every week to hear us. For no, they have no interest in Tipperary. They just want to hear us giving out about Leinster hurling or waiting for us to fall flat on our faces. So <laughs> in the interest of consistency, I'll continue to back against the Leinster team and say Clare to win. Now, like the other thing to remember about the Tip Galway game is not only will we have the Galway fans shouting against us, Clare fans will rapidly shout for Galway as well. And, you know, I'm never a big fan of double headers in general myself, to be honest with you. I, I find there's a lot of coming and going and to and fro during the games if you're trying to watch them. And it's bad enough having to deal with the, the James Schehels of this world, you know, and his ilk around you, but having to deal with Clare fellas around you as well, it's going to make a a test in afternoon. Yeah, that's the social lads that column. I'm not so sure about that. For the Clare lads now, who do they hate more? Oh, I'd, I'd say, I'd say Tip. Oh, over Galway, Kevin? Yeah. Oh, oh, it depends kind of what, would it not be a kind of Tip scenario where if they're closer to the Galway border, they'll be our natural enemy? Well, after you look at Twitter, sure. Jesus Christ, they're fucking savages. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, well, I, I think, think the social I think, lads on it now. That'll be their task. Yeah, I think a lot of the, a lot of the Clare lads would have would sort of have this weird kind of kinship with their fellow West of Ireland folk and they seem to have supported Galway when in the good old days when Clare were only had their traditional music or whatever it was to keep them occupied. So I, I think I think you'll find most Clare lads will be supporting Galway. Well I suppose that's what I, that's what I suppose the thing about Offley supporters look they get to do it all over again this Saturday when shouting against Tip so I, I don't know did you, did you see the highlights of the team. Did you see the highlights on the television? There was a guy sitting in a Kilkenny jersey in a very prominent position in the stands. So, you know, I, I thought it was it was very appropriate. this time of year for Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. 
so yeah, sorry, that's a long-winded way of saying I think Claire would be Dublin on, on, on Saturday evening, Kevin, sorry. Yeah, an all-known form. I think anyone wants to disagree with that. No, like Dublin don't no. win these games. They don't know how to win these games. They go they're ahead in the game. They could be 10 points up in this game and lose by 20. This is like, you see it even this year in Leinster, they're beating teams. Jeez, like, I'd have, I'm in a group chat there a lot, lads, and you'd always get hex every year. Dublin are seven up. By the time you turn on, they're seven down. Yeah, they must have been 10 up against Galway at one stage. Like, they don't win these games. They don't just, I don't know what it is, to be honest. I just kind of try what to do, but they won't win. They're like seven or eight, pulling away, just easy. Yeah, I'd go a bit bit more than that, actually. Yeah, pull, pulling away at the end. Stephen, same. Yeah, I think they're going to win comfortably and they won't man-mark Tony Kelly and we're going to have to watch Tony Kelly clips all week now on social media, RT News, all this and that. Shane Downing with his iPad showing us, now just Tony yeah. Kelly now getting the you know, iPad the size of his fucking arms. Mm. He's going to score, a, he's going to score a, a point off his right side on the sideline <laughs> at 21 and it's going to be heralded the greatest point ever. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to listen to it for the week. But yeah, clear handily enough. Fair enough. We probably want him to win the grand scheme of things. To if we do, if our interest does in a, in this championship does go beyond Saturday anyway, to get, and I'm saying this for all the listeners in with, in inverted commas here, but to get the softer semi final. But we'll come to that. The big one, lads. Sean, I'll go to you first. Tip Galway. Jeez, I, I presume it's going to be four tip wins here. But yeah, tip by, I think five points. Yeah, your score 2-5 that's a big call I'll go tip as I said earlier on if you, if you look at the, the season so far tip have been that, a little bit more consistent in the championship the problem with all of this of course is as we know championship games and particularly all Ireland quarterfinals can take on a life of their own and sometimes everything that's happened before just goes completely out the window tactics go out the window um, matchups go out the window, and it's just who feckin' wants it more at the end. And any Liam Cal team that I've ever seen always wants it. So I'll give Tip it's a, Galloway a, as well. Yeah, I'll give Tip. I'll give Tip a tentative vote, Kevin. And I would just mention on Mark, like three three was great against against Offaly. We really need him now to follow it up again on Saturday and, and have a good game. You know, I think he's been a little bit hot and cold in his Tip career. I don't think that's. I don't think I'm being controversial by saying that. And he, he's a Lovely yeah, chap, and I really want him to really want him to do well. Yeah, but I think he has been a little bit hot and cold. You know, we really need him now to step up himself and Jake on Saturday. You know, and, and if they do, I think we'll win. I'll go with tip after extra time. I'm going. I'm going for a real edge of the seat stuff. He's not even training to catch home. Jesus, Kip. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wedding to be at, so I might get time. <laughs> you might get you might get the second next time in the bar, so. Yeah, exactly. Stephen, last up. I'm going to go with a, a tip win. If we don't give Galway a head of steam early in the game, I think our forwards have the potential to go to town on the Galway backs. And I think our goal men this Sunday or Saturday will be for Jason Ford and Mar- uh, not Mark, sorry. Um, Jason, Jesus, lads, I'm going blank. Yeah. Jason Ford and Jake Morris. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll, we'll bang two each. Oh. oh, that's I like. I like the, speci- the specifics of that. And <laughs> also, no goal score now. So Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and also a, a big shout out to the Camogie 
Um, they had a very good win against Dublin in the Raga a couple of weeks ago. Now they're playing Wexford in round two. That's actually an Enniscorty. I think that's on in, on Saturday as well. So very best of luck to them. We're keeping a close eye on them this year. Seem to be building a nice team there. What do you make of the Kogan LGFA stance during the week there on it? I think that like, again, I'd be the amount of them that think it's actually just all one body to GA is a bit annoying that they're not being clear in the communications that this isn't actually a GA problem where the men are stopping the women from getting their dues or or whatnot. Like, but again, that could be a bit controversial. Oh, yeah, but I don't know what they're doing though, they're pro- playing with protest, but like, I know what they're actually going to kind of how are they? Going to show it like they're not going to go train once a week, or they're going to not show up for press meetings. Didn't really say what they're kind of doing, kind of more help us out kind of thing. I don't yeah, it's kind of like work, work to rule kind of thing, isn't it? Mm. I think the only way they're going to they're going to um, get progress. Look, their organisations are terrible. There's no communication with them. There's no care. We'll put on the kamogi, and you can do what you want with the football. It seems to be, and vice versa. I think the only way they really get change is never mind that we play through a protest protest don't play don't yeah. give the organization uh the games I, I know that might sound extreme like but these ladies like we, we've mentioned this before like these ladies have you know their their organizations are failing them badly you know with 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 fixtures with logistics of fixtures jesus like there was when they're a senior camogie all in the final or something between two, uh, they're, they're both may travel about two or three hundred miles or something to um to play a match in Wexford when it, when it was mm. totally the opposite side of the country, like caught off from the north, yeah. There's, there's yeah, probably a lack of fields all around the country because, but yeah, but you don't have to travel that, like, there's, yeah, there's yeah. something somewhere, yeah. you know. But I, I just but you're think depending that on the goodwill of different organizations, Stephen, yeah, yeah exactly. And their own organisations are failing them. And I think the only way for change to come is you have to make a big statement. Not not something you read out on the on a piece of paper. Put down the gear bags, leave the leave the boots in, in, in the car, don't play it. You know, and and I think until that happens, their their own association is going to just going to continue to fail them because they won't work with the other association. Yeah, it's probably the people over them as well more than that. They're the elephant room. Like it's blatantly obvious from like the players coming out, but no one else from either of their their sides coming out. But it's kind of their own problem that they made, but their own organization ain't helping them. They do say Stephen. Like they're failing themselves. Like, you know, if they try and put a plan together themselves and see, but not even trying their own organization, it's they're fixing games around time, double crossing games, like not even giving a player a chance to play both games or passion, like it's fair. Lot of issues. On to the main event of the, the night, lads. I suppose while you're all enjoying your split season in the mid, the north, and the west, <laughs> we're mid, mid championship here down south, where it's a very, very busy weekend because I have, I think, um, tip on Saturday, and then you probably have the biggest inter county weekend of the GA season with the the preliminary quarterfinals in the football as well, split over the two days. And I think Mayo Galway's on Sunday now as well. Yeah, but you'll true, also but... have a South Senior Harding semi-final. What a fixture! Kevin, don't you have to give credit to the South Board like for being able to run off their fixtures so quickly and so efficiently? Isn't that what it's all about? Like you know, it's. I don't know they're looking for the best boys in the class there now. But if I was a player, 
and like Jesus, and you're you're on your holidays or whatever. Like they can't even enjoy themselves Saturday. Like. Like, exactly, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. and the thing is with the South Senior is that St. Mary's are in and obviously Seamus involved with so you can't play that semi until after Tipper out anyway. So yeah. there's no way you can run more of that championship off. Yeah. yeah. But ridiculous. like the other the other aspect then, Stephen, I still haven't seen or like the cat that got the cream there into another South final there. Um but I actually haven't seen a report from that match. Um, you know, the promotion of it, it was taken up on Twitter. Someone had a very good tweet up. It's like out of your seven main games, there's been no actually bringing the players together for any sort of launch or whatever like that. You know, you could do a nice job on the divisions if you waited. You know, a bit of kind of ingenuity. Premier View podcast would love love to do something kind of like I'm sure on the divisions and all that. But there's been nothing. You can't even get a report or a preview in the paper. Because this yeah, is isn't that isn't there's only so much EA space and to to look to the promotion of it is extremely poor. Um, you know, I'll talk about the timing of it in a second. Like, but look, championship weekend last weekend there was quarter final between Ballingarry and Skeena Rinky and a semi final between ourselves and Ballybacon Grange. Barely a peep about it. Uh, this weekend, then you have the senior semi final while they they also have to wait for the other senior semi final, which, as a tip person. We hope won't we we won't see for a exactly, long time. Yeah. I you mean know, worst case scenario is tip tip go out Saturday. All right, sorry. Tip tip go out and then you've a free month to play these games. Like give everyone a chance. If tip get through, then you know you've the Sunday in two weeks, give teams a chance. At least tell them you've the full two weeks will be on the weekend of the semi final. So you're giving them two yeah. weeks extra. I just can't understand the rush to play these games. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's it's like look. The, the South Board have such a bad rep down the years for getting games played that it feels like that. Look, lads, let's sneak these games in now and no one can tell to, about us this year. Well, hmm. that's where they're wrong because you've three summer months, you've June, July, and August for, for just for families to go on holiday, right? If you're a hurler, you can't go anywhere in July and August. You know, we're in a split season and July and June is supposed to be part of the intercounty season. So if you're a hurler, you're thinking, I'll dag off in June. I'll go away with the family. I'll go away with the partner. That's, you know, that's the time. And in, a, in our club, and uh, I'm sure in every other club, you tell the lads, if you're going to go, go in June. And lads are booking holidays, and they probably have these holidays booked now since since January. Now, everyone can afford to book a holiday three weeks in advance. And um, to throw on these fixtures, to throw on these fixtures in, in June like that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, That's and just it's unfair. Even sort as well, you know, this weekend. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, like, it's unfair, it's wrong, it's a bad call. And then, to go back to the first point, to do all of that and have no report, no launch, um, nothing, you know, to 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 get the, the kids excited, to get, you know, to get the, the spectators excited. Like, nothing. It's just like, it was soulless for all the world we're we're so far behind in the promotion of the club game it doesn't matter the level it's at it should be push front and center if you get the timing of it wrong so be it but make a big fanfare about about the game at least and uh you know that's just it's it's extremely poor look let's just take our own situation our own example it's 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 a similar to the to the game sunday we played the semi-final after the quarter-final 
why couldn't they have a double header semi final in a couple of weeks' time? You know, like one team is in a south final now, and the other semi final won't be played for at least two weeks. It, it's it's not it it's not making sense at all, and I think it's it's another poor decision from the south board. But even on the promotion, I didn't know it was on until you actually said it in the chat. Like, because in there's no club games on at the moment. Even if more of that last yeah, weekend, people that might travel to it, yeah, do an old yeah. preview video, maybe come down club game. Like, the lads will go watch hurling, like, not not fine weather, sunny day. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the other thing. Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. again, looks one of a fine setup down there. But, like, there's no standout for the one of the three biggest games. Like, there, there was no standout in Monroe. The weather, June. This couple of weeks could do absolutely anything. You'd be very lucky to get not get drowned at some at some stage. Like it's just the facilities there could a, a bit a, a bit more thinking about that as well. And and the other the other thing, Kevin, that's so frustrating about all this is weeks will go by then after this and nothing will happen. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So there'll yeah. there'll be a huge rush for a couple of weeks, a glut of games, and then nothing. You know, and and there won't be a, you know there won't be a word of explanation to anybody as to why the games aren't taking place. Like you know. And like the split season was brought in to avoid this sort of stuff. It was to give certainty. It was to give security to people. And now, you know, games are are, are just being thrown in willy nilly. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know, like, what, like, do the county board have any view on this? Like, surely to God, they must be looking at this, going, you know, our our flagship team is playing on Saturday. You know, all the efforts of everybody should be behind the senior hers on Saturday. And here, the South Board almost going rogue on us, throwing on a heap of fixtures on Sunday, like it. It just it it it, it mm. defies me. The only thing I would say, and you know, I I, I feel it, it's duty bound on all of us. We're all club men. We're all members of our club. We've all been on committees in our club. There's three South men sitting here tonight talking about this. Is the only way to fix this to, you know, for a change in the South Board? Mm. Should I'm not suggesting the three of three of us Egypt or anything, but should there be? you know, almost a coup d'état at some stage, and and people go in there and sort this out because it's easy, you know. And I know you'll take this in the spirit it's meant, lads. It's easy to bitch and moan from the sidelines, but the only way really to change this is is, is to radically go in there and new broom. And that's no disrespect to the lads that are in there. I don't want to be making this person. I know some of them quite well, but it's it's not working. It's 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 broken at the moment, and it needs fixing. You know, and like somebody needs to call that out. And it just rumbles on. Like we've all played in the division, we've all coached and managed and have family playing in it. And it's the same SHIT every year, you know. So, yeah, you know. look, I I agree. Look, I've been at the meetings recently, recently enough, like and stuff. And look, what they will set out the reasons why they have to do it because there's so few weekends left and pitches and all the rest of it. So, when you're in the meetings, you're kind of you, I suppose, you take your chance because otherwise things might be played. But for me, there needs to be a lot more direction from the county saying this is the divisional weekend uh, because. Those South games in the senior, you have two rounds. In the intermediate, you have three rounds, and there's no need to need no need to go that early, Colin. So, like, I would agree with it, with a lot of what you're saying. It is, you know, getting getting lads to kind of needs probably just more rotation, like any committee or any board. I'd be saying, you know, the same lads doing the same things in there, in there the whole time. But moving on, lads, I suppose as well as our own little parish, there's also I suppose a bit of a crackdown. Ga. In the terms use use of the GA and some of the social well known social media accounts and stuff seem to be getting shut down. Like is this once again the GA being its own worst enemy and shooting the actual people that are just trying to act out, actually out there creating new content? Just the new world we live in. Social media is massive. 
creating content, promoting the game, like exposing the game, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all this. And they're just not with it. Who who would take shut down, Kevin? There's some of that I just see on Twitter there the last couple of yeah, days. Like, that's Gaelic stats have had to change their name because yeah, sorry, GA edits or, you know, or sorry, into Gaelic edits and stuff and yeah. these accounts would have 25, 30k followers and um, they seem to be getting shut down because of the use of the term GA in their title or whatnot. But GA hate these podcasts. They hate them. Like, mm. like Club Park won't engage any of them or won't give any, but I can't understand how because they have nothing themselves like prime example mm. after a draw was made on the, the match announced on Monday I was trying to find out what tickets or ticket price ran there's nothing from GA it's all clubs or social accounts from lads being interested in the game like it was ridiculous like instead of someone in GA job just pushed the game every day but they're not doing it like that's why someone else has taken up or he were trying to do it because like people are creating content because they enjoy seeing content online and if GA aren't doing it and now they're closing people down what did the ring ring Mark Zuckerberg? Hey, there was GA in our name, like, and they get around the way putting G dot A dot A, like, or put it upside down. I don't know. Like, yeah, or just change the Gaelic order. It just seems so petty. And again, this this one might play out play out a bit because again, I think there's just the GA so far behind, as he said, in getting like the lo- the local content. Um, look, I I don't think even the Tip County Board. I don't even think we're at the forefront of all the good stuff that's going on. As well, you know, particularly in relation to like the the club scene and that. So, you know, no, our, our, and our website has come in for criticism. I know, Kevin. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the result. Like, I mean, I don't consider myself a technological whiz kid, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, I, I can navigate my, my way around websites, and I find the Tipperary ones quite confusing at times. You know, you have to click into different things, and you never know what date's going to pop up in front of you. You could find yourself back in November 2021 or something very simple. Very. Very under easy. 14 C North or, or something like yeah, that. Like, you know, so, yeah. like, we, we are our, our own worst enemies. But, I mean, like, you know, I, I just isn't a, I mean, this is something you could devote a whole pod to. But we've said this before about the promotion of the games is poor. I find the content, even on flagship programs like the Sunday game, to be very, very weak, if I'm being honest about it. You know, some of it is very agenda-driven and it's not very, there's nothing in-depth or anything about it. I mean, I, I'm sort of moving away from that. I, I thought what you might refer to, I, I don't do Twitter or any of that stuff. And I saw something with your man Buff Egan during the week after the Munster final, roaring and ball and, and abusing the referee and shouting and roaring on a terrace after a game. But I don't know that any of you see that. And it was like, it was, it was cringy stuff. Like, I mean, and this is a guy who has all these hits or likes or whatever they're called. Like, but you know, if that if that's what the GA are shutting down, I'd be all in favour of it, to be honest with you, because like it's it's muck and then The other side of it, both went to Carlo on Saturday, and Jesus, yeah, but, and, and told the whole world, he told the whole world he went to Carlo, though, Kevin. You know, I mean, like you know, we saw a guy on Premier View during the week as well who was telling us what a great tip supporter he was because he goes to all the games, like you know. But anyway, look, I, I'm moving. Up. I don't mean to move move, move the topic, but. I just think the promotion of the games, whether it's in the South Board, the Tip County Board, or GA nationally, as, as, as Sean said, like it was difficult to get any kind of re, you know real facts after the draw, and even the whole thing around the venue, and no one knew where when it was going to be on, no one knew where it was going to be on. Like I don't think that helps the GA either, and it puts a kind of a negative spin or it puts a negativity in people's minds that shouldn't be there. For as you said, the biggest weekend in the GAA 
of the year coming up. And yet we're all, all of us are texting each other going, where is it on? When's it on? What time is it on? How much are the tickets going to be? Like that, that shouldn't be happening. There should be more of a degree of certainty there. Sorry. And just literally on something like that as well, as listening that news talk scene, Ross Wall there, um, since the whole was on it, he's finished with the independent. And he was saying, like, in terms of sports journalism, that before he could ring a county or ring Crow Park and literally pick up the phone and ask questions, now he's afraid to ring because he gets slapped down. He can't ring a player, he can't ring a manager, he can't get content. He said, like, you know, he's crying out for content to put in the paper and he can't get it. Like, you know, like kind of a point he's saying that it's just kind of broken now a bit there that that context's gone, like people aren't being released and our GA aren't even giving them the content to publish either, which is a killer. He's stepping away himself on there from that side, but it's just something we made a point about this evening. Yeah, very, very true as well. Like there's only so many nostalgia pieces you can do and you can read on the day of big games. You want a bit more. Yeah, and I think that analytical sort of thing is missing at the moment, Kevin. You know, if you look at the pundits, like to be fair now, Joe Cannon has been very good this year so far. I have to say I've enjoyed I've enjoyed him. I think Jackie Turner is good when he doesn't have his anti-tip agenda to, to, to hammer us with. He, he's, he's good. Um, Don Logue is okay. It, you know, I, I enjoy him up to a point. The rest of them are terrible, though. I mean, yeah, I like Shane, shelf life as a pundit. Yeah, you, you possibly, but then you look at the RTE panel in the soccer, Kevin, and like they went on for years, and I, I personally loved Dunphy, Giles, and Brady. You know, and and even if I wasn't interested in watching the Ireland soccer game, I tune into the panel afterwards to hear what they were saying, like good, bad, or indifferent. But you know what we what we have now, yeah. Is sort but of, I, I think like RT, it's it's apparent that they don't want that now. And no, they don't. Be that. No, so yeah, it's, it's completely player, it's completely it's very sterilized now, Kevin. Isn't yeah, it? I think Joe Canning is is very good because he's just after stepping away from it, and he knows you know what they're being told in in team meetings, all that sort of stuff in the dressing room, like what's the drivers and all that. So I think it's a very, um, very accurate and very current kind of opinion he's given on it. Whereas I think as if you drift away 10 years time, the, like the game moves on essentially. So you might be able to kind of interpret it kind of less well. I t- do take a point, Jackie Taylor is good as well as that. Bubbles is doing himself a good reputation as well, which EA go is very good. Um, Good and honest, you know, and blunt, which yeah, I think it's I think it's well. uh, fantastic. Yeah, I think it's fantastic out of a pundit, like you know, be just be blunt, say the words that we want to hear, not the old the old uh, RT speak, you know, like and um, you know, what did he say? He said uh, in the Watford game, he goes, Davy and Watford, they hate Tipperary. You would never hear other pundits talk like that, like you know, and uh, I just I just like the honesty of it, and mm. I, I, I think he's good on um Diego as well. I think. Yeah, and I think I think um, yeah, I think if you're going to be extremely biased, like um, like uh, uh, do uh, what's the limit? Let's say Dowry, let them find out. Uh, don't pretend to hide it. You know, don't don't pretend to hide it. Embrace it at least. You know, you have I'd have more respect for the man then, but um. Yeah, I don't. I, think, I don't think. I don't think Stephen. We should let a podcast go by without me- mentioning what a plum Shane is, because <laughs> like he's an absolute plonker. Like you know, end the story. Um, Which is even while he's there. So basically, Limerick are very successful. You need a Limerick pundit, and they just. He was just like recently. Obviously, had a couple of injuries and stuff. Recently retired, so he he got in like by default. Yeah, but. Like his bias comes oh, like he pretends to be. Saying there, yeah. 
Yeah, he he he'll pretend to be neutral to analyze a match neutral, but he 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 tries to tell us he's been neutral analyzing, but he's not. And at least if he turns around and says, "Look, lads, I'd be Limerick hat here, and if I can't, I can't see nothing but green and white." No, I'd have a bit of respect, but don't pretend to be neutral pundit. Don't pretend to not be, you know, like if if a tip man did the exact same thing as a as a Limerick man, he'll cover for the Limerick man and he'll scrutinize the tip man. And that's the kind of crap that pundits shouldn't be doing. You know, go after both. If you're going to highlight an incident, highlight both of them. You know, don't uh, sugarcoat something just because he's your mate. Like, absolutely. Right, lads. I suppose big weekend in store. So best of look, best of luck to the Camogie players and of course Tipperary senior hurlers this weekend. Thanks a million for that. Thanks, Kevin. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.